You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back for one more segment on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He is Steve Geller. You are the listener. We appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Really do appreciate it. We're going to be getting into real draft country tomorrow. I'm very excited to not have to do mock drafts anymore. (laughs) Another programming note is I was able to talk to Cam Jordan this morning. And uh, we'll have that interview in a, in a later podcast. I didn't want to cram it into this one and then not give it the, the justice that it deserved. It's not really about the draft, so it won't be old. We're going to try to get to that early next week. One thing that we talked about was, and he's told this story before, on draft morning for draft day for him. So he was in a draft with multiple cams and also a player named Jordan Cameron. That was great. <laughs> and it's just so funny when you think about like how this happened is they, the Browns were going to draft Jordan Cameron and they called Cam Cameron Jordan and we're like, Hey, we're going to draft you. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Cause I just got drafted. <laughs> and like, oh shit. And it, it is funny because if you were watch the league, which is a great show, if you haven't watched it, it's I, I envy you because you're going to go be able to get to watch it for the first time. There's an episode, I think it's either the first or second season, where Cam Jordan and Jordan Cameron are both in it. And Nick Kroll is like, he'll win a bet if he can pick who is who. It's like, which one of these is Cam Jordan? Which one of these is Jordan Cameron? And he couldn't do it. It was very funny. But we talked about that. We talked about a lot of stuff. It's great, too, because, I mean, obviously, they're immensely different looking gentlemen. Well, well, right. One's a tight end, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but... He did talk about how, like, in retrospect, it does make a lot of sense because if you look at everything the Browns have done since that <laughs> call, they haven't gotten much better about how the organization has handled things. Oh, um, and, uh, yeah, I think if you had to pick an, an organization that Cam is ready to troll more than the Falcons, it's the Browns. Th- that makes <laughs> sense. I'm like, you're saying, hey, we're going to draft you. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I wish he had recorded that phone call because it's been so funny. So we're gonna get into this. This is a seven round mock draft. Yeah, I think there's been some noise about Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. I think this is how it's gonna end up going. Like there's been some some scuttle that the Texans might end up going Will Anderson at number two. I think that would blow my mind. It, like you don't get to draft number two overall very often, and when you are there, you I think you have a responsibility to at least try to bring in the quarterback, right? Like not doing that would be a disservice to your fans. And so I, I don't, I, I think this is how it's going to go. And if it's not CJ Stroud, it'll be a different quarterback. I don't see how you can draft at number two in a draft this heavy with quarterbacks, not having a quarterback and come away with anyone that's not a quarterback. 
hey, it might be them just trying to drum up interest or whatever because uh, you know, That's folks right. might be thinking folks might be thinking, oh, D'Amico Ryan's, you know, new head coach, defensive mindset, he's gonna want to go, you know, with a, a, a DN kind of thing. But yeah, I, I, you have nothing right now over there quarterback wise. Right. If the do, how how badly do the Cardinals want whoever they want? Because <laughs> if I'm the Texans, I'm trying to make them think that I yeah. want whatever player they want. <laughs> because I want them, I want to try to get assets from the Cardinals or maybe the Colts. Um, anyway. You're definitely not going to get a free meal from them, though. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah. So Will Levis goes to the Raiders at number seven here. Tyree Wilson to the Falcons. Peter Skaronsky to the Eagles. Paris Johnson to the Texans. Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Texans. And this is another example of the Texans drafting C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba and trying to do the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase thing. I like that. I don't know why I did this. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> but well, I think it is an interesting, interesting strategy. Jets bring in B. John Robinson, so Aaron Rodgers gets his running back. Lucas Van Ness to the Washington Commanders. Miles Murphy goes to the Bucks. Kalija Kansi to the Seahawks. That's kind of a rough couple picks right there. Yeah. But we're going down. Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. You got kind of a run on wide receivers here, which helps the Saints. I think you want to see this happening. You want to see cornerback, wide receiver, wide receiver safety <laughs> if you're the Saints. Another wide receiver at 25, tight end at 26. This would be kind of a dream scenario if you are trying to bring in a premium defensive tackle because there are several still on the board. Dolan Kincaid, he's another guy who I think if he gets the 29, you're really looking closely at me like, oh, is tight end that valuable? Yeah. He goes off the board here. And so I end up being able to bring in Brian Brzee, who is a guy who I wanted to take in these mocks previously, but he was just never available. And I think that's why I like doing it this way is if I had my pick from day one, it would have been Brian Brzee. But every time I did a mock, he would end up going at 12, at 15, at 21. In this instance, he was available, so I was able to get him. And I like it. I He's an injury-prone guy, and that concerns me considering the struggles you have had to stay mm -hmm. healthy. But the talent there, I think, is just too much to to look past. And at a, at a position of need, it, it makes too much sense. And the last name is close to being a future Hall of Famer. So it's got all the right letters. <laughs> yes. You can see Osiris Torrance ends up going to the Eagles at number 30. So that like that's the pick I was split between. And I think, you know, there's a reason that he went number 30. Either way, this is this is the pick I wanted, and this is the one I got. So we're gonna keep going. Will McDonald, a guy who I don't think fits the Saints, goes to the Chiefs at 31. Mozzie Smith goes to the Texans at 33. Daywan Jones goes to the Cardinals at 34. So, you know, those are two guys who I would have considered at 29 and maybe been like, oh, maybe they dropped to 40, right? If I went with Osiris Torrance, I was probably hoping that I could possibly bring in Mozzie at 40. He wouldn't have gotten there in this mock. So keep going. And we get to number 40. And this is the point where I'm like, man, I don't like how this board is developing. I'm not really in love with it. I probably would have traded, but I didn't want to do any trades in this mock. So I end up tilting and, and taking Jameer Gibbs, someone who I have not even considered in any other mock, but he got to me at 40. I didn't like anyone else on the board. I, I you know, Jalen Hyatt would have been interesting, but he already, he went to the Panthers that pick before me. Cam Smith is a guy who I would have been interested in, but he went to the Raiders to pick before me. I wanted someone exciting. So I went with Jameer Gibbs and I don't hate it. Right, like I think you are getting a really good value on a plug-and-play running back at number 40. Alabama has had a pretty good tradition of putting out running backs into the NFL. 
outside of Trent Richardson, you you finally moved on from Mark Ingram and you bring in another Alabama guy. It's Kismet, right? And I think we, you know, we've like you said, the running back position with Alabama, um, maybe one former tied back leaving and Mark Ingram and bringing in the new fresh blood. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, moving on. Third round. Da-da-da, we're going to go. Darnell Washington gets all the way to 45. Ada Tamiwa, Adaba Ware, 46. Steve Avila, your guy, goes to the commanders at 47. Man, you're going to be a pro at saying Adaba Ware by the time he ends up on the Panthers or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Mach, who just looks like a football player, goes yeah. to the Steelers at 49. Luke Musgrave, 50. B.J. Ojolari, 51. Wow, big fall for Ojolari there. Yeah, it's still second round. I think sure. anywhere in the second round is reasonable for BJ because, like I said, you know he's not a scheme fit for everybody. He is very much a three-four outside linebacker. So it, if the if the teams that he would make sense on just go a different direction, I could see this happening. But I, I would be surprised to see him get out of the second round. Isaiah Foskey, my guy for the last two drafts, who I still really like, is on the Jags at fifty-six. If he had gotten to seventy-one, I would have taken him. Keep going. Sam Laporta at 60. Cedric Tillman, he's a guy who I think has been is a low-key interest to, to the Saints. A wide receiver goes off at 65. Zach Charbonnet goes off at 67. So I'm now glad that I didn't wait on running back because if I wanted one of Jameer Gibbs or Zach Charbonnet, they're both gone. Devon Achin as well. And then we get to 71 and a familiar name, Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell, still mine. I want him. He's coming in. That's my pick at 71. Getting that wide receiver, you know, we the, you you look at it, the depth on this team still needs to be addressed. Obviously, a wide receiver too, you're going to need more weapons. So I don't have any problem adding more artillery for Derek Carr for sure. No, and uh, yeah, he's a guy I picked in each of the last two mocks. Nothing has changed for me. I still love him. I still think he's going to be an excellent player. So I am bringing him in. Going on to the fourth round, I'm not going to go through a lot of these names. I'm just going to scroll through. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. Otherwise, I'm not going to. I'm just going to call out names as I go through them. Rasheed Rice to the Lions at 81. That's an interesting one. Uh, Demarion Overshone, linebacker, who I think probably the Saints might have some interest in in this range, goes to the Chargers, kid out of Texas at number 85. Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama, goes to the Giants at 89. I think this is the range you might consider a safety for the Saints. Jaden Reed, who I think really impressed at the Senior Bowl, goes to the Eagles at 94. It's a good pick for them. Tajay Spears, 96 to the Cardinals. Roshan Johnson, too, another back I like. A guy that, you know, doesn't get talked about as the backup to Bijan, right. man. Right. Kind of reminds me of the Cadillac Williams, uh, yeah, there Ronnie you Brown. Was it Oklahoma? No. Uh, Auburn. Auburn, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Brandon Jacobs was – the third string running back yeah. on that team ended up transferring to Southern Illinois. And I would argue had the best career out of all three of them. They were all solid in the NFL, but Brandon Jacobs won a Super Bowl. Right. There you go. Uh, Byron Young. He's an interesting guy. I think if you're Todd Grantham and you're, so you talked about like, Oh, how, how do these new assistants kind of factor in? If Todd Grantham has sway in this process, I think Byron Young is the guy that you might see the saints look at who they might not have looked at in previous seasons. Because he's a guy who worked directly with at Alabama. He's right in that kind of middle range. So if he gets to them at 115, I think that he could be the pick. He doesn't here, um, so I didn't get to take him. But <laughs> I probably would have if he had gotten there just because of that. Corey Trice goes to Purdue at 102. We're getting there. Kendry Miller goes off the board at 105. So 
again, it's an example of I'm okay with this with the Jameer Gibbs pick in the second round because I probably would have really wanted Kendry at 115 and maybe you trade up, but either way, he's off at 105. Luke Schoonmaker, which I, I've been saying Luke Skywalker, uh, goes to the Jets at 112. Use He's an interesting fall, guy that I think the Saints might be looking at. And then I get my guard here, Andrew Voorhees out of USC. This is more of a need pick than a, than a, than I love it pick. I think that this is where if you don't get a, if you, you need to build your interior def- offensive line in some way, you did yeah. not bring anyone in free agency and so if you if you get to your fourth pick without taking a guard, I think this is where you really have to consider either trading up and getting a guy or or landing a guy you like at 115. That's what I did here with Andrew Voorhees. No, it's so important just because of the amount of injuries. We just we've seen it happen constantly with this team. It's it's rough in those trenches, man. I agree. Speaking of the trenches, there's two LSU kids going uh, back yeah, to back. Anthony Quillen. Bradford, Jacqueline and Roy. We're going down. And then Kayshawn Booty at 124. So PFF is on my side wow. saying that Kayshawn Booty is a fourth round pick at best. Dorian Williams goes at 125. That was a big local flavor run there. Yes, it was. We're into the fifth round. Saints have two picks in the fifth round, no picks in the sixth round, two picks in the seventh round. I think this is where if you are the Saints and you're in the fifth round and there is someone at the back end of the fourth round and you're like, can we package both fifths and both sevenths and go get somebody in the fourth round? That might be me projecting because I don't want to have to wait until the end of the seventh round (laughs) for that final pick that's going to get cut. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I think this is where you might make that Adam Troutman move, right? Where you traded the back half of your draft in 2020 to go get him in the third. Because mm, like, how many rookies do you really have space for? No, that's and that's a big problem with the Saints and why they've done it in the past. Curious, do you know offhand, real quick, I, I was going to Google it, but I got Jeff here. So why was Houston's fifth rounder forfeited? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I was just I'd curious if you knew offhand. No, but I mean, like, so yeah, if you if, you're, if you could possibly go get the 120 from the Steelers, right? And you look at some of the players that are available. If you hadn't taken, if you hadn't taken Jameer Gibbs in the second round, and suddenly you're looking at a running back in the middle of the fourth round, and you want really want Dwayne McBride, right? And you can go trade up to 120 and and let the Steelers make those kind of project picks, make a team that's that's rebuilding make those project picks. Uh, I think I, I would not I would not fault it. I didn't do it in this mock because. I just wanted to kind of go through the process, but let's go into to round five. Eli Ricks yeah, drops all the just, way. Just so you know, Houston forfeited that fifth rounder uh, due to league salary cap violations that were involving Deshaun Watson. Uh, okay, interesting. A lot of bad ju- juju around him. But it's the Saints that are that are running the Ponzi scheme. Yeah, um, <laughs> good one. <laughs> the Browns get Chris Smith at 142. He's a player that I probably would have taken if he was available at uh, – Whatever the Saints pick is, I always forget, 146. But yeah, this is a guy I, I really liked when I saw him at the Senior Bowl. I would comp him to Nick Vanette, which I know is not a particularly exciting to anybody, but I think he's that's the type of player the Saints could use right now at tight end. They had Nick Vanette this time last year. Like There's a reason they had him on the roster. And uh, so I go with Davis Allen out of Clemson. Just a guy who I think profiles a really good blocking tight end, a position that you're going to need because I don't think Adam Troutman's going to get another contract. No, he sure got a lot to prove this season to earn that contract for sure. Yep. Jake Hayner goes to Washington at 150. I know that's a pick that's been popular with the Saints. Chase Brown, another impressive running back, goes to the Packers at 149. Keep going down. Makai Garner, which that's impressive for Makai Garner if he's a fifth-round pick because I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Kid out of LSU. Juice Scruggs 
top 10 draft name in my opinion not for skill just because i appreciate the name <laughs> and this is a pick that i also feel really good about at 165 i'm bringing in older sagoon oluwatimi i think he has a nickname i don't know what it is but and rest mike, assured i was gonna say mike haas and deuce McAllister love you already i think it's ollie i think it's like you would you would go with ollie oluwatimi or something like that but okay. this is a pick that i think makes a lot of sense he was at the senior bowl and you're the Saints, and you're looking at the interior offensive line, and you're saying, we like the idea of a project with Cesar Ruiz, another kid out of Michigan, same coaching staff at Michigan. He's a guy who you probably could cross-train and have an, a, a backup center, backup interior lineman. I think it's a good pick. I, I think this is where I would want to take him, and it would help to shore up that interior line that you you know, you know didn't exactly – blow anyone away with your Andrew Voorhees pick in the fourth round, right? So this kind of gives you a little bit more of an investment and a guy who you know can play center because I think if you're the Saints and you really feel good about Cesar Ruiz's improvement at guard, you are tired of having to shift him over to center every time Eric McCoy strains his calf. I don't know if that's going to keep happening, but it's happened each of the past two seasons. And I think that that has significantly impacted Cesar's ability to kind of find his way at guard. I think you are tired of seeing that happen. And so last year you had Josh Andrews filling in, right? You would much rather have a guy who you are developing, not Josh Andrews, be that backup center. So this is why I'm going with this pick. I like it. I think he could also potentially be that jumbo lineman to get some extra some extra juice out of it. It's what you did with Will Clapp. Will Clapp was the center and also the jumbo lineman. So I like this pick a lot. Even if it's not Oluwatimi that you go with, I like the concept of it. So that's that's what I went with there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I wasn't going to pretend to know much about Oluwatini, so I did a quick search and love the fact he didn't let up any sacks last year. Yeah, he's a guy who was at the Senior Bowl, and I got a decent look at him, and that's why I like this going to the Senior Bowl because I wouldn't have known about him either, but you kind of watch these drills right. and you see, okay, that kid looks good. He's not he's, he's really kind of stoning people as he moves across the offensive line, and you know, and I saw, oh, Michigan, center, money. Anyway, in the bag. Going down. Cameron Latu, tight end out of 49ers. Out of, out of Alabama going to the 49ers. I think if you get late this late in the draft and you haven't taken a tight end, he's a guy you might look at, another senior bowl guy. Going into the sixth round, we don't have any picks in the sixth round, so I'll just roll through it. Payne Durham, another tight end. There's so many tight ends in this draft. Like, it's insane how many quality tight ends there are. And even a guy like that, I think that he's serious upside in the sixth round. Going to the Bucks, Ali Gay going to the Patriots at 184. Andre Iasivas is a popular name. Jared Hall, quarterback, goes to the Lions. He's interesting. Jay Ward, another LSU kid. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is I, – I would be stunned if he falls this far. I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson is a top three-round pick. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's being undervalued. Rakeem Jarrett, interesting. Maryland wide receiver goes to the Chargers. And we're getting close to Saints land here. We are into the seventh round. A, a little off topic there. Like we we didn't see obviously the LSU run that we typically see in the in the you know first day of the draft. But man, they're 
there has been a lot of guys, obviously, throughout this draft that are going to hear their names in the in the rounds, not not the first round, obviously. Yeah, it, they didn't have that kind of premium guy, right? There's no Derek yeah. Stingley this year, um, but they have some quality players. Next year will be – well, actually, maybe not next year. But next year they'll have Jaden Daniels. It'll be interesting to see how he does. And then the year after that will be Harold Perkins. He might be the number one pick in the draft. And it'll depend on what the quarterback class looks like. But yeah, that that LSU team is going to be going to be putting a lot of players into the NFL over the next several years with Brian Kelly kind of getting his getting his machine going. All right, into the seventh round, Clayton Toon, kid out of Houston. That's a guy who I would have looked at. I ended up going with Tyrus Wheat. Is an edge rusher here? This is the first edge rusher I've come up with in this draft, and that's kind of surprising to me. It's part of the reason I don't like this draft because I find it very unlikely you get to the seventh round and haven't picked an edge rusher yet. But he's a guy who makes some sense. I think. Even if you do pick an edge rusher earlier in the draft, you probably do try to bring in a guy in the in the latter portion here. But I went with Tyrus Wheat. Yeah, SEC, you know, got that big game recognition. That ten and a half tackles for loss, I think, last year, six sacks. Uh, just the guy that you mentioned too. Like, I don't know how long you wait on edge, and this could be like another another addition kind of thing, but who knows if they, they keep all these picks to this point. We know they love to pack yeah. stuff and move up kind of deal. I would be stunned if they end up making all these picks. Um, right, but exactly. in this sense, I'm just going through them. And then, so DJ Dale, it's probably the guy I should have taken because, again, this is another Todd Grantham guy. If you can get him in the seventh round, it would be very surprising to me if the Saints passed on DJ Dale, just knowing that, like, if the coach liked him, why wouldn't you bring him in here at a position that you're probably going to cut this guy anyway? <laughs> um, so at least it would be that. So I, that's probably, if I had this to do again, I probably would have gone with Dale. Either way, moving on. Also at the senior bowl. <laughs> I was going to say, how many senior bowls does that make it for this the seventh round mock? It's a good question. I have to go back <laughs> and look. And then Tyson Badgett, another senior bowl quarterback. I think it's probably likely that they end up grabbing a quarterback here if they draft in the seventh round. Just as a practice squad guy, you had nothing else who you can maybe try to develop and maybe strike gold on, right? Like Brock Purdy was the final pick in the draft. It's not unheard of for a quarterback to be picked in the seventh round and, and develop. It's very, very, very unlikely. So, you know, this is a guy out of Shepherd. They don't even list his school here because it's not even a school that anyone knows about. But yeah, so Tyson Badgett, that's the end of that. No, what's interesting with the Saints is you think about it, What when have they ever ever developed a quarterback and i'm not even talking about obviously the sean payton reign even before that so here is my draft you can't see tyson badgen at the bottom there but he's there so brian brazil at 29 pff gave me a b plus jameer gibbs at 40 nathaniel tank dell at 71 guard andrew Voorhees at 115 tight end davis allen at 115 ola sagoon ola at 165 the only a i got from pff tyrus wheat at 227, and then Tyson Badgent at 257. They don't even have a picture of the guy. They don't <laughs> even know what his school is. But yeah, so I, I like this draft. I don't hate it. I don't think it's 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 accurate in terms of what's going to happen, but I do like the fact that I was able to address three positions that I think need depth in the first three picks. I was able to add two interior linemen that I, that I feel like have some upside. I was able to get a tight end that I think profiles as a good developmental guy. And then I was able to get a couple camp bodies in the seventh round. So I I'm okay with it. Yeah. And then uh, we've talked about it before. The fun of after the draft begins of all the undrafted free agent names. Yes, it does. 
I can All imagine. Right. I, I might imagine the phone lines might be even crazier for that than during the draft. It is entirely possible. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to wrap it up there. This obviously went long as it always does. I do appreciate everyone who who stuck around. Pelicans, Nola says, how many picks did you all hit on last year for the Saints? I don't think I did any second or third round mock drafts last year. I think I only did the first round. And I will say that I got both. I didn't get the trade, but I did get Chris Olave and Trevor Penning. I felt like that was kind of like, of all the years to get it right, that was a pretty low-level flex to be able to be like, yeah, we I got that. Because it was kind of projected that what that's what they wanted, Ohio State wide receiver, best offensive tackle on the board. So, I, I mean, I, I did get both of those last year, but I would be stunned. I don't even know if I could say I got the any any right this year because I've made so many different picks. I think I think that's the Fletcher Mackle strategy of make do so many mock drafts that you have so many ways to be like, oh, I called it. Just don't look at those other ones. Right. And then all of a sudden pick number 29 comes and you hear do 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 the yeah. Saints select Hendon Hooker. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Well, no, I think it was the Caesar Ruiz pick. So he had Caesar Ruiz. He, he was able to find a tweet where he had Caesar Ruiz as one of his picks. I do give him credit because I could have done a million mock drafts and I wouldn't have had Caesar Ruiz. But at the same time, it was like one of like 12 mocks he had done. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you just, you, you have a one third chance if you get all of the first round picks. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, I think what we, we ended up doing, what, four this year? That's usually my max. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, like I try. If I have a chance to pick the same guy, and I haven't really changed my opinion on a guy, I'm not necessarily going to change it. Like, I took Tank Dell in three different mocks. So, if they take Tank Dell, then I will claim that one as a victory, regardless of where they take him in the draft. If they take Isaiah Foskey, I will claim that as a victory because I had him in two of my mock drafts, and in this one, just didn't work out. But I probably would have still taken him. So, yeah, the first round pick, I, I'm all over the board. It could be Brzee, it could be Torrance. I can't remember who else did I take in the oh Kalijah Cansey. I traded up for him. If they trade up to 20 and take Kalijah, that's when I'll claim victory on that one. Well, the good one news is too, like I, I've talked to you about it. Like the, the mock draft that I did that I hated, I ended up with Bijan at 29, and I don't think that's happening at all. No, but I think I think when you did that, it, it kind of seemed a little crazy. But now that I think we have had some time to digest it, <laughs> if he was on the board at 29, I think the Saints would have a really hard time passing on him. And it's really more like save your save them from themselves than anything else. But yeah, so who that's knows, it. You know what? Maybe with the Bijan scenario, that might be something we finally see them trade down. Who knows? To get a lesser player? Yeah, <laughs> right. To, or, or maybe yeah, get who knows to get those more assets because you can get that running back later on. They might be thinking, so why not finally stock up on some picks and make everyone happy? Yeah. Well, you could have got Marcus Davenport at twenty-seven. That's what people tell me. You could have got Caesar Ruiz at. In the fifth round or something, you know, Peyton Turner, Peyton Turner in the third round. Right. Anyway, let's wrap that up. This has been going on for a while, but I do want to say, so Steve, you will be on the pre-draft show tomorrow. No, Uh, no, the pre-draft show with um, Mike Haas and Deuce McAllister starts at four o'clock. And yeah, that's a heck of a show that people definitely want to tune into with all of the saints front office and brass from, you know, Mickey Loomis, Dennis Joe Allen, Will. the coaching staff. Uh, we, we've talked about it before. This is the first time we're going to hear from the defensive coordinator. We yep. Nobody has spoken with the Saints' new defensive coordinator yet. It will be the first interview with him, so we'll get, bum, we'll, bum, get to, we'll get to learn a little bit. And then, so Steve and I will be hosting the pre-draft show on Friday starting at 4, and then on Saturday starting at 9. That's and then we will one. have – that one will be brutal. Don't, don't judge me based on how mean I am. 
in that one. Uh, live, and then we'll have a, from Starbucks will be. Yes. Then we'll have a wrap-up show on Sunday, which again will be the end of a, a grueling week. Um, but I will be at the Saints facility for all three days. And I'll also be on the Odyssey draft show that Jason Lockenfora and Brian Balding are hosting on the Odyssey app and on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. I'll be on shortly after the Saints pick at 29. If they do trade up, then I will be on shortly after whatever pick that is. And I will be very much in shambles if that does happen because <laughs> they'll be scrambling. But it's, uh, you know, it, draft season is always kind of like a punch drunk kind of thing because it's, we talk about it for so long and then suddenly it's here. Like at least like training camp, the preseason, it's like a slow build up to the season. And then we kind of go draft season. It's just zero to a hundred in this week. I don't know if I've mentioned this one to you before, but I was not smart in the past. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take some time off before the draft. And, but you went, I came back like that Thursday for draft night. Oh no. And I, yeah, wasn't ready to get back into the flow of things after being in downshifted for so long. Yeah. I, I had a week off a couple weeks ago, as you know, and uh, I at least had this kind of week to reset, but right, if, yeah, right. like it took me a couple of days to remember how to, how to do my job and stuff. It happened. I'm good at it, but I remember now. No, especially when you're in that really deep, I mean, you had to obviously see a wedding in Vegas uh, and to deal with and, but yeah, vacation mode to come back to the madness. That's the NFL draft. It's a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah. But then we'll get through it and it's going to be like two months of nothing. So you know, we're, we're complaining about it's like this grueling weekend, but then it's it's dead season. So we'll have a lot to talk about on these new draft picks. And I believe that there will be a rookie mini camp sometime in the next couple of weeks. So we'll get a chance to talk to a lot of these players. I'm looking forward to that. that that's I think I've said before, that's one of my favorite things from the offseason is just that one day where we get to see all of the rookies and talk to them for the first time in person. So keep an eye out for that, too. Yeah, it's easy you know, they're, they've got their heads spinning, so they're more inclined to be receptive to talking to us. <laughs> right. But all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This was our last mock draft episode, obviously, since the draft is tomorrow. So definitely don't listen to this after the draft and tell us how bad we were at picking the Saints draft selections. That would be terrible if you did that. Okay. And I know I put that warning at the end, meaning that if you had listened to it, that that wouldn't actually help you um but as always i appreciate everyone for listening i appreciate everyone who rated and subscribed and if you haven't done that please do if you're not subscribed to the youtube page please do that as well it's it's been kind of a lull the last several weeks because i've been at a wedding my own wedding and then it's not a ton of new content to throw at you so it's been a little slow but that will pick up draft night and, and going forward as we uh, as we get more into this yeah definitely full bore ahead Yep. All right, y'all. Be easy. Peace.